Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, outreach of Greater Worship Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Enos, along with Chippy the Chipmunk. Oh, my adoring fans. Get ready for a huge dose of reality and a huge dose of common sense. You said it, brother. Ladies and gentlemen, something has to be done. I'm telling you, something needs to be done. We need some common sense, just some people with more than three brain cells in our White House and in every state uh, capital, um, every state, what do they call that? All of our governors, <laughs> all of our mayors, our president, vice president. We need some common sense in these places. Come on, people. Oy. I have a article here that I'm going to read to you in just a moment. And um, it's about having our open border, our open southern border. Now, I know a lot of people are going to say, oh yeah, here he's going to go on this racist rant. <laughs> now, this this uh, article talks about some of the issues and problems of having this open border and what it causes and such. And this is actually an a discussion and this is something that's really dear to my heart for a lot of reasons because on one hand I absolutely love the United States of America my home this is my home this is my my country this is the place that I live and so I want to protect it you know I want to protect it it doesn't mean that I want people coming here it just means that I want to know who is coming here and when they're coming here and when they're supposed to go back I want to know everything about it for the same reason I want those same things for my own home and my own property. I don't want people just jumping into my property or into my home. I want to know who's coming in. In other words, I want the freedom and the right to always say who does or does not come into my home. This is my home. Anyways, this this whole thing is dear to my heart, not only for that, but also I do a lot of work in Mexico. Uh, some of you, some of my long-time fans and friends. You may not realize it because I don't really talk about it too much on these podcasts for for uh, other reasons. I don't talk about my work down in Mexico, but I can talk about it here. I work with some pastors down there and, and uh, in various parts of Mexico, and my number one, if you will, ministry is to help the pastors and church leaders to help build them up, empower them, so that they can then build up and empower their people. And if we do that enough times in a given city or location, then all the Christians that are eventually built up and strengthened and, and released to do their ministry, then that whole city, that whole town, that whole region benefits because we started with the uh, church leaders. And that's always been my passion. I love Mexico. I love the uh, Mexican people. I love the pastors and the people that we've ministered to. And it's, we've always had a great relationship. And, and uh I don't want to sound patronizing, but I just want to help put this into perspective. For those of you who've been to Greater Works Christian Church, you know that most of our church is Hispanic, Latino, Latina, Latin. <laughs> I always get confused on what I'm supposed to use. I don't want to use Latinx because that sounds too much like Kleenex. <laughs> Anyways, um, uh, we have a heavy Hispanic, um, mostly Mexican descent uh, congregation. And I'm fine with that. Love the culture, love the people. I hope they love me, but we at least get along. <laughs> and um, we have a great time together. We love each other very, very much. So this has nothing to do 
my discussion or this article, at least from my perspective, has nothing to do with uh, where these people are actually from or their nationality. It has everything to do with what is right for any given nation or any given group of people. And having open borders doesn't just hurt the United States. I mean, that's a given. That's Anybody that thinks that it doesn't hurt us, I, I, I don't know where your head's at. Uh, I'll just be nice and say it might be in the sand, but more than likely it's in other places that your head does not belong. I'll leave it at that, ladies and gentlemen. So this open border and illegal immigration, of course, hurts the United States, but also it hurts in many ways the people uh, that are caught up in the this political game. And that's all it is. It's a political game. And unfortunately, the people that are trying to get to here to the United States, and, and primarily I'm talking about just the good, hardworking people that just want a better life, um, they're being used as political pawns primarily by the uh, Democrat Party. And it's really disgusting to watch this because, again, the people that I, I love, the people that I care for, and the people that I really want to see make it and succeed in this world and this life, which anybody that's decent and good, I want them to make it in this life. But the people that I'm working with, the people that I have grown very fond of, both here in America and in Mexico, I want them to succeed. And I cannot, I can't, it's hard for me to stomach this whole open border nonsense uh, and, and the way our government, the way our president is handling this, keeping the borders open because they've become political pawns. And I don't like to see the people that I really care for becoming political pawns. And, and uh, let me tell you something, ladies and gentlemen, this is primarily, maybe not only, but primarily almost 100% square on the shoulders of the Democrat Party, the liberals in our government. And even they now are starting to sink under the weight of their own foolishness. So um, I want to talk about this again, uh, read this because again, this is dear to my heart on both ends. You know, um, by the way, let me just throw out right away. I totally, 150% agree with and support our president, uh, Donald Trump, when he said, build a wall. It's build a wall. It's going to be a big, beautiful wall. It'll be a high wall. It'll be a wonderful wall. The most magnificent wall you've ever seen. I don't know. Did I do a good Trump? I don't think I did. But anyways, you get it. I'm all for a a wall. Um, And some people will say and completely misunderstand the whole idea or concept of a wall. Well, I thought you said you love those people. So why would you want to build a wall and keep them out? That's mean. That's racist. <laughs> Race has nothing to do with it. If I had my way, I'd build a wall on our northern border to keep those white Canadians out. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> it's not about keeping people out per se. It's about keeping people legal. I don't mind that people come here to America. I don't mind if they come here on a work visa to work. I don't mind if they come on a, a visitor's visa or a, what do they call it? You know, like traveling and, and sightseeing and tourism visa. I don't really care about that. We, we, but we want it legal. We want to know who they are. Do they have a criminal background? Are they here to engage in criminal activity? We don't know when there is an open border. As a matter of fact, what they're finding about having this open border is most of the people now pouring over our border are men. Not a lot of women and children, so it's not a lot of family, just men. And many of them, of course, not all, ladies and gentlemen, but many of them are Chinese nationalists. Oh, so a nation that has made itself our enemy, now their people are pouring over the open border on our our southern border. 
Okay, and some of them have been from the Middle East and even had terrorist ties. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's what happens when you have an open border. Our enemies take advantage of it, mix in with the group and just come over with them, and they are coming to hurt America. And we have seen this. When you have open borders and people are just pouring over, you're going to get a lot of good people just looking for a better life, but you're also going to get a lot of criminals. They've burned all their bridges in Mexico or Guatemala or El Salvador or wherever they're coming from, and now they're coming here to engage once again in criminal activity. We have the um, people bringing drugs over. That's why one reason, not the only, but one reason why the fentanyl is killing so many Americans and so many people here in America is because it's coming up from the southern border that's completely open. Now, does that sound like our government that's allowing all of this and making that possible today has a heart or a care or a passion for the American people? No, absolutely not. I keep telling you, the Democrats don't care about you. We all are political pawns in their political game. And now they've included people in Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, even China, the Middle East, terrorists, all of that. They've included everybody in their political game. The Democrats are actually trying to destroy America from within. And since the average American is not going to play their game, at least at the level that they want, they're going to bring people in that can help hasten their destruction, their wanted destruction of America from within. Mark my words, ladies and gentlemen, this is all coming out and we're all seeing this very clearly. But let me get into this article. This article is actually published today, October 3rd, 2023, and it's from the Daily Wire. <clears throat> and the person, I'm going to try to, that uh, wrote this, um, Malreed, Malreed Elord, Elordi. Um, I'm terrible at pronouncing per people's names, especially if they're, you know, not your, you know, uh, and again, this is not racist, ladies and gentlemen. This is just because I'm not from that culture. I don't understand how they pronounce some of their names. It's not real simple like Bill or Robert or Tom. Those I can pronounce really easy. So hopefully I'm saying this right. Uh, Malreed Alordi. I'm um, sorry. I did my best. I hope I didn't butcher that name too much. But the title of this is Mexico's president says 10,000 migrants a day headed to U.S. border. The subtitle, thousands of migrants have crossed the border illegally in recent months. And um, there's a picture. I can't tell if this is on the Americans. I, I assume this is on the Mexico side. But there's a picture of the fence, of a part of the fence separating the United States from Mexico. There's barbed wire and everything like that, but a whole line of people, there's hundreds of people here, and it looks like they're trying to squeeze through or get through a, a, a portion of the fence, you know? So anyways, that's the picture that goes with this. The article says, 10,000 migrants are headed to the U.S. border on a daily basis, Mexico's president said last week. Now, ladies and gentlemen, do your math, you know, so let's just do a little bit of math. 10,000, um, 10,000 each week. Okay. That's 40,000 a month. Uh, that would be how many weeks were in here? 52 weeks in a year. So 10,000 times 52. Am I, is my math correct when I see 525 or 520 
thousand so let me check my math on that let me check real quick ladies and gentlemen i have me a calculator right here i don't want to give false numbers and be a liar just because i can't do math in my head so let's see that's ten thousand uh a month times 52 months equals yes ladies and gentlemen my math was correct five hundred and twenty thousand people a year at those numbers at 10,000 a week. Now, granted, it might fluctuate here and there, but we're looking at somewhere in the neighborhood of half a million people per year crossing that border illegally, not to mention those who come here legally, and not to mention those who might try to do that on the northern border. I don't know those numbers, but the southern border is it, half a million people a year, ladies and gentlemen, 10,000 people a week. Anyways, let me go on just to give those numbers out to you so you can put this into perspective. Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez Obrador made the remarks Monday saying that thousands of migrants making their way north through this through his country often hail from other countries, the Associated Press reported. About 6,000 migrants a day have come into Mexico from Guatemala in the last week. So he's dealing with 6,000 a day coming into Mexico from Guatemala, and we get 10,000 a month. Obrador criticized the U.S. for economic sanctions on Cuba and Venezuela, saying the sanctions are contributing to the stream of migrants heading, heading to America. Many of the migrants currently arriving at the southern border are fleeing economic and political upheavals in Venezuela. Last week, the Mexican president also criticized the U.S. for giving large amounts of aid to Ukraine, saying the U.S. could instead invest in developing the poor Latin American countries from which many migrants come. They don't do anything, Obrador said of the U.S. on Friday. It's more, a lot more, what they authorize for the war in Ukraine than what they give to help with poverty in Latin America and the Caribbean, the Mexican president said. Meanwhile, the migrant crisis at the border has been ramping up in recent months, and U.S. border authorities have struggled to handle the huge influx of people crossing illegally. Now, I want to stop there for just a moment and um, say, okay, let me back up a little bit to where he starts criticizing the United States for sanctions on Cuba and Venezuela. Um, I agree with our sanctions on these communist countries because communism destroys people's lives. And we should not be in the, in the business of helping countries destroy their people's lives. And what sanctions do, among other things, they do a lot of things, but what, what they often do is it motivates the people, the citizens in those countries, to rise up and say enough is enough. Let's go fight against the government and take back our nation. And that's something that hasn't happened in Venezuela or in Cuba yet, even though these sanctions are in place. So I would agree with the president of Mexico, at least in this area. Maybe we need to revisit these sanctions and and switch some things around, shift some things around to better help the citizen and weaken those communist governments. See, because ladies and gentlemen, even here in America, communism is a growing problem and issue. So many young people especially, but people in general want to strip our capitalistic free um, governmental system and scrap it 
for communism. And communism's never worked anywhere it's tried. And so many people are so foolish in America to actually think that if, oh, well, we, if we did it, we would do it right. You can't do communism right. There's no right way to do communism. Communism does not work. It fails. It fails. It fails the people. It empowers the people at the top and it causes everybody else to become slaves to the people at the top. That's the way communism ends up. Cuba, we've seen that in Cuba. We saw that in communist Russia. We see that in Cuba. We still see that in China today. We saw that in Venezuela. It's a disgusting thing. And what, from what I understand is the Mexican president is very much a socialist slash communist. And if he gets his way, Mexico will be another Venezuela. Because I want to give you an, a perspective on this, ladies and gentlemen, For especially for those of you who actually think that communism, socialism, and all these other isms, Marxism, is in any way good. I just want you to think about it. If Marxism, communism, socialism is good in any way, why are people still pouring from those countries into ours? Hmm? You don't see people in capitalistic countries with freedom and capitalism and freedom to make their own choices and such flee those countries for a communist country. It doesn't happen. <laughs> And then there's people actually dumb enough to say, oh, yeah, we got to have communism here. (laughs) Please quit smoking that stuff. It's frying your brain cells. Anyways, so I will agree with the Mexican president on this on this thing that we do need to revisit our sanctions and figure out a better way of doing it. I'm not against them. We just need to figure out a better way to do them. Uh, That's about as far as I'll go with the president on that one. Uh, President of Mexico. But he also criticized, uh, the Mexican president always also criticized America for spending so much money on the war in Ukraine and not enough money in Latin America to help these poor nations. And again, I have to agree with him. Now, I want to be careful with this, ladies and gentlemen, because even though I'm saying I agree with that basic statement, okay, the basic statement, totally agree with the basic statement. If he and I were in the same room discussing how America should help these poorer Latin countries. We would probably have our, our our policies of aid and help would be miles apart because him being a socialist, he would say something like, America is rich. You guys got a lot of money. Give it to the poor countries so that they can be rich like you. That never works, ladies and gentlemen. Never, never, never works. Oh, I would, I would stop sending money to Ukraine. I, I know there's a lot of different ideas about Ukraine. Oh, we need to help the Ukrainian people. I didn't say we didn't need to help them. But do you realize, I don't know if you realize this, ladies and gentlemen, but with all the aid and all the money that we have given to <clears throat> Ukraine, that amounts to approximately $200 million a day since this war started in total resources that we have given them. 200 million a day. Yes, you've heard that, ladies and gentlemen. Go go look this up. I'm serious. Go look this up. It's that much they're taking from you and from me. And this war keeps going on and on and on. Why am I against all of that? I'm not against helping a country in war, but not like this, just dumping money in there endlessly. Ukraine was known as one of the most corrupt countries in the world. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that. Most corrupt countries in the world, especially at the governmental and even at their business or, if you will, organized crime level, that was allowed. That was allowed. 
They specialized in, uh, in many things, but one of the things they specialized in their criminal activity and their corruption was human sex trafficking. They were very big on that. I think, if I remember correctly reading, that they were like the number one human sex trafficking in all of that part of Europe. Yeah, number one. They were so corrupt, so wicked, and so evil. So I'm not opposed to helping because that's not every citizen in that country and everything, but there's other ways to help without dumping $200 million into Ukraine every day. Now you say, well, where's all that money going to? Where's all that money going to? (laughs) Ukraine is nothing but a money laundering uh, nation, really, right now. It's a money laundering scheme from those in our own uh, country, in our own government, that, that are pouring money into Ukraine, and Ukraine gives it right back to them in a personal sense. So they take our tax dollars, our tax dollars, and in the name of aid and help in time of need, they give it to Ukraine. The Ukrainian government and the people and all of that <clears throat> at the top, they, they get their cut and they get their share. A little bit goes to the military, a little bit goes over here, just so it looks like we're really helping the people. So a little bit goes here and a little bit goes there so that everybody can, so the world can say, oh yeah, look at America, they're doing this great job. And then a bunch of it gets funneled right back to people like Biden, Hunter Biden, and the people like that that are working in these places and, and are, have key positions in some of these corrupt big Uh, corporations and businesses there. It's money laundering, ladies and gentlemen. That's what it it equates to. And I don't understand why people can't see this. Oh, those poor Ukrainians. Yeah, those poor Ukrainians, the the civilian, the citizen on the ground. That's Again, nothing more than a political pawn. That's how politics works in these in these uh, in this socialistic, communistic, Marxist uh, mentality. Because all of these ones have their root, including our own people and our own government. They're all Marxist in mindset. And that's the way this stuff works. The little guy suffers and the fat cats at the top get it all. And we become slaves to them. Ladies and gentlemen, please wake up. So, again, back to this article. So, I, in, in many ways, I would agree with the, the um, president of Mexico that America needs to stop funding this stupid war and get out of that. And, and focus on our southern border and our southern neighbors. Why? Because you see, communism, whether you guys realize it or not, is creeping up once again in Mexico. And we're not too far from Mexico becoming a complete socialist slash communist slash Marxist state or nation. And that would mean that the enemy of capitalism, the enemy of our nation, the enemy of the United States would be literally on our southern border. Why do you think those in our government, such as Biden and the whole Democrat party who's in control right now, and they lean very much Marxist, communist, socialist, ist, ist, ist. They're very much like that. Why do you think they have open borders? Why do you think they're doing all of this? To weaken and destroy America from within as... The government of Mexico grows more and more communistic. And so their dream, their utopia, is to have the United States of America. Canada's already there. They're very socialist. They just don't use that word very often. And they want Mexico communist. They want America communist. And they want Canada communist. They really want the whole world communist. But do you know what that means for the rest of us? For us, the average citizen, whether we're Canadian, American, or Mexican, That means we're the pawns, or let me just put it bluntly, we're the slaves in their political game. That's it. That's it. 
This is just about the spread of control. Whether they call it communism or not, it's the same thing, ladies and gentlemen. So again, back to this article, Mexican president, um, what was his name? Anyways, the Mexican president. I do agree that we do need to focus on our southern neighbors, but there's a different way of focusing on them that will not only help them and benefit them, but also benefit us without just sending money blindly, without just dumping a bunch of money into these countries blindly. You see, one of the things I love American-made products, love American-made products. As I said, I'm very much a patriot, love our country, so I love the products that are made here. But what I've one one of the reasons why I love them, even beyond just my love for this country, is I have found that if it says made in the USA, it tends to last longer, be stronger, and be better, far better quality if it says made in anywhere else in the world, especially China. And here we are buying so many of our goods from China, building their economy, instead of buying goods from, well, even Mexico or Guatemala or El Salvador. I, I know we do have trade with them, but we need to make that stronger. I wouldn't mind if American businesses were allowed, you know, and I know we are to a, a certain degree, but incursion allowed to go build some, not all of our factories, because we need to keep some of that here, but to partner with some factories and, and such in those countries, put their people to work. They won't want to leave their country if they have jobs, money, and support build them up financially. We can get more people into that trade, <clears throat> more people working that whole trade route and, and, and in the trade business so we could help build our economy. I know that's not a fix-all for everything, but help build our economy. And let's face it, ladies and gentlemen, what are some of the things that we have that we're not really producing the way we should? How about gas and oil? How about coal? How about natural gas? We're buying all of our stuff from other countries building their economy, spending our money building their economy, when we have more than enough here. Not only can we take care of ourselves, but we can start selling that to other people. So if we open up our reserves, open up our businesses in gas, oil, uh, coal, and, and also work with some of these Latin, on our southern border, these Latin countries, we can help build them up. We can sell some of our resources, such as gas, oil, coal, things like of that nature to them. And we can make those agreements. Hey, we really want to help you guys out in Guatemala or Mexico or El Salvador or wherever it is. And, and I said, we want to help you out. But, but listen, we want to build uh, three factories out there to put uh, uh, you know 5,000 people to work, build your economy. But here's the catch. You've got to buy our gas, our oil, our whatever. Stop buying it from our enemies and start buying it from us. We can give you a deal. You can give us a deal. It's a win-win for both of us. Our economy is strengthened. Your economy is strengthened. And we're all... Work See, those are the types of things that I would do. People working and making their nation better. Not just a supposed wealthy country just giving blindly money to these uh, other countries uh, with nothing in return. That never works. We've seen that over and over and over again. And we're so what are we getting? I mean, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to think about this. What are we in America getting other than the feel goods? Oh, I feel so good. Other than the feel goods, what are we getting for dumping all of this, these billions of dollars into Ukraine for that war? What are we getting for it? Put your emotion aside for just a moment. Put your emotion aside and just think logically. What are we getting for it? I'll tell you what we're getting. 
our economy is being weakened because we're giving all of our money to another country without getting anything in return from that country. Our military is being severely weakened because some of the resources that that Joe, Uncle Joe is sending to Ukraine are our military resources, such as tanks, missiles, weapons. So that means the more we send there for them to use, there's less for us to use, and now we have to replace them. So we're not only giving them money, but we're also having to fit the bill for replacing what we send to them. Now there's talks of them sending our jet aircraft over there, our fighter uh, craft over there. Well, do we really have in this weekend economy with all of this inflation, do we have the resources to replace what we give away? I mean, think about that. We're not getting anything for this. You and I as an individual, you and I as a citizen of this great country get nothing in return for that. But I'll tell you what we could if we did pour into and make agreements with our southern neighbors we could say listen we're going to build a wall so people don't come here illegally number one number two we're going to work with you to help build your own economies from within so fewer people need to come here number three you work with us to help build our economy so it'll be a win-win for both of us that will benefit not only every citizen of the United States, it will benefit the citizens of the countries that we are now in these agreements with. Do you see how that works, ladies and gentlemen? Now, I know a lot of people, well, you know, if if it works like that, how come they're not doing it? I'm telling you because the Democrats are in control and that's what they want, control. And the way they get control is to create problems, destroy the way we've done things since this nation's birth, destroy it, and then recreate this nation in their image. That's what they're after. That's what they want. And here's the truth, ladies and gentlemen. I'm just going to be honest with you. Our United States Constitution, next to the Bible, is the greatest document ever written, ever devised. All we got to do is get back to following that. That's what made this country great. That's what kept this country great. And that's what will make this country great again. Anyways, let me finish reading this article, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, it says, again, Obrador. Uh, that's his name. President Obrador. They don't do anything, Obrador said of the U.S. on Friday. It's more and more. Oh, I already read that. Pouring money into the Ukraine when they can do it in Latin American Caribbean. Meanwhile, the migrant crisis at the border has been rampaging or ramping up in recent months, and U.S. border authorities have struggled to handle the huge influx of people crossing illegally. In August, there were nearly, in August, listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, in August, there were nearly 233,000 migrant encounters at the southern border, the highest August on record. Customs and Border Protection said that that number marks a jump from under 184,000 encounters Uh, border authorities saw in July. Last month's number are also a significant rise from August a year ago when there were only 204,000 migrant encounters. September's numbers are already tens of thousands of encounters higher than last year as well. Some border communities are also impacted by the problem that they have sent migrants up north. So some of the border towns and the communities close to the border 
So the people just step over from the Mexican side into the American side, and the American communities are going, we can't handle this. We can't handle this. So they start rounding them up, putting them on buses, and busing up north. Now, you say, well, why don't they just put them on buses and bus them back where they came from? Because Uncle Joe Biden has made it illegal. He, he's made it illegal. He's made it near impossible to do that. They don't check them. They don't really screen them. They don't know who these people are. And unless they actually commit some kind of crime, which they did by coming here illegally, but beyond that, unless they actually commit a crime on American soil, they're basically left alone. Anyways, it says the Democratic mayor of El Paso. So get this, the Democratic mayor of El Paso, Texas, said last month that the city has reached its breaking point chartered five buses to take migrants to New York, Chicago, and Denver over the weekend. Isn't that interesting? That the Democrats who've created this problem, their way of fixing it is just put these people on buses and ship them to some other state or some other state or city. That's how they're fixing the problem they created. I swear, if you vote Democrat, ladies and gentlemen, You have voted in some of the most stupid people that this world has ever seen. El Paso is seeing more than 2,000 migrants per day last month. That's just one town. 2,000 migrants per day last month, pushing the borders, uh, cities, shelters, and resources past capacity. Up north, major cities are battling the migrant crisis as they attempt to shelter the thousands of people arriving weekly. New York City is struggling to... (laughs) metabolize more than, that's a strange word to use here, metabolize more than 113,000 migrants who have shown up in the city since last spring, nearly 60,000 of whom are still being housed on the city's dime. So the city of New York is paying for 60,000 migrants, these people, illegal aliens, they're paying for them and housing them, feeding them, clothing them, all of that stuff. And they've seen 113,000 since last spring. Now, what makes this funny, I don't know if it's ha-ha, but it's kind of a ha-ha funny, is that the mayor of New York, or, um, yeah, the mayor of New York, went on record as saying, New York will always be a sanctuary city. Come on in. Come on in, ladies and gentlemen. The sanctuary city. Come on in, he says. Come on, we'll take you. Come on in. New York has always been a sanctuary city and always will be. Come on in. Now he's changed his tune. Get on out, he said. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> the city has spent, look at this, ladies and gentlemen, the city has spent more than $1.2 billion on the migrants and is projected to spend up to $5 billion. And it keeps saying migrants in this story. And I guess they migrate because they did migrate. But illegal, illegal aliens, you can call them illegal migrants, whatever you call them, they're illegal. They're there illegally. They're not citizens of the United States. So they have already spent $1.2 billion on these people that are here illegally. And that $1.2 billion could have been spent to make New York a better place for the citizens of New York and of the United States. And they're expected to spend upwards of $5 billion. This issue will destroy New York City, Mayor Eric Adams, a Democrat, said last month. And again, I want to point out, The Democrats created this. Whether you like them or not, that's not even the issue. I'm not trying to get you to like Trump any any more or any less than you do right now. I'm just telling you the truth. Trump had a plan and Trump's plan was working when he was in office. Biden came into office and scrapped everything as far as immigration was concerned that Trump did. And now we are 
we are facing these problems. And all the Democrats jumped on board to support Biden's policies that we that is proven now it doesn't work. It's destroying us, not helping us. We're getting 10,000 migrants a month. Every community in this city is going to be impacted. That's again, Mayor Eric Adams, a Democrat. Chicago has been scrambling to respond to migrant crisis before the cold winter months arrive. The country's third largest city has experienced an influx of about 14,000 migrants recently. Many from Venezuela and has already spent at least $250 million on the issue. So check that out. So in Chicago, they've spent $250 million. New York, $1.2 billion. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, are, are, if anybody says, oh, the Democrats are for the little people. No, the Democrats are destroying the little people. They are destroying the working class. They are destroying our cities. And they're using not only the American citizen as a pawn, but now these, these migrants as pawns in their sick, twisted game. Ladies and gentlemen, when are we going to wake up, smell the roses, and stop voting Democrat? I don't know. I don't understand it. Just don't understand it. Anyways, you know what's funny? That's where the that's where it ends. Just ends right there. Um, I want to read to you some of the comments at the bottom of this um, article just to kind of give you an idea of what some of the people are thinking. Now, I don't necessarily agree or disagree with these comments. I'm just going to read the comments in order and the only way I'm not going to read something is if there's a lot of cuss words in there or something of that nature. So it's not that I necessarily agree with them. It's not that I necessarily disagree with them. I just want you to show, I want you to hear kind of the frustration in people that have read this article and, and took the time to comment on it. So the first person, <laughs> he goes by the name, the truth fairy. <laughs> That's funny. I grew up in a small Midwestern town of about 5,000 people. It is unfathomable that we have two of these towns worth of people crossing the border every day. So he's looking at the size of his town, about 5,000 people, which that's a small town today. And he's saying there's double that size coming over. He goes, I can't even imagine that. I can't even imagine uh, you know, 10,000. That would be 10,000 people crossing the border every day. Um, here's another one the sweetens here's a solution put troops on the border and then put a 500 percent tariff on all goods from mexico and state that any illegals crossing the border will be considered a hostile act and will be dealt with using deadly force now again ladies and gentlemen i'm not necessarily saying i agree with these things but you can hear the frustration in people's voices people are frustrated and they're angry and sometimes their anger and their frustration put, causes them to think of things that well you know i wouldn't necessarily do or agree with but they're still frustrated and they're trying to find answers to this overall problem ehan 35 i think that's how well it's just a little title anyways ehan 35 says this and the migrants who don't find a place to settle within la county will then travel upward to rural er rural areas and then start marijuana growers while participating in criminal activities this needs to stop one way or another wasn't there a news report done some time back where a reporter was at the border and nearly all of the migrants boarding the bus were men that itself is not good and this this gentleman i believe it's a gentleman or this person has um he's making a point or she's made i don't know who it was man or woman doesn't say is making a great point. We have these uh, illegal marijuana farms popping up all over the place. And um, and again, most of the people, not all, 
not all of them, but most of the people that are running these illegal marijuana groweries or farms, whatever you want to call them, are, um, again, they're illegal. They're here illegally. And it is disturbing when you see most all of these um, migrants that are pouring over the border illegally are men. It makes you wonder. It just makes you really wonder what's going on. Uh, let me read another one. Routecoms8876. Sounds like an adjacent foreign power is abetting an invasion of our country. Too bad we don't have a president who will do something about it. Even Trump knew how to hold Mexico to the fire for a while anyways. And again, I agree with that person. You know, it, it makes you wonder what's really going on if we have Chinese nationalists and and um, uh, people from the Mideast coming, mixing into the bunch and coming over our border. Really what's at work here? And our present president, Biden, doesn't care. Doesn't care. Doesn't give a rip. Most Democrats don't give a rip unless their city becomes completely overrun because of their own policies. And now they don't know what to do. Now they're starting to wake up. Um, Dregs says this. Also, what the heck is Texas doing? Why aren't they arresting border or yeah, arresting Border Patrol agent, agents who cut fences and let illegals in. And yes, by the way, there were some videos of Border Patrol agents doing just that. At the very least, they should be uh, that should be destruction of state property. Do we have anyone in this country in a position of power willing and able to do anything? Well, I'm sorry, Dregs. We have people in power that can do something, but they're not willing. They're able to do it, but they're not willing. Anyways, I'll stop right there because then I have to hit show more comments, and I've already rattled on. You get an idea about this. People are angry. People are frustrated. And what, what, what bothers me and what concerns me is that they're going to, a lot of these people may start, ended up taking it out on the wrong people. Ladies and gentlemen, we should not take it out on, and now again, I need to be careful about this. We don't need to take it out on the people coming up, you know, say from Mexico, Guatemala, El Salvador, or one of the other southern neighbors that just want a better life. They're doing what they can to give themselves, their children, a better life. And and America is still the land of opportunity. They know that. That's why they're taking the opportunity. Um, but when we find that there are other nations involved, especially with terrorist ties, then we, you know, we've got to do something. We really got to do something. And And the American people should not take it out on just, you know, the people wanting a better life. And it, how hard is it to figure that out? Maybe the American people should stand up and start, you know, putting their foot down when it comes to all these other nationalities and such, especially, especially. And uh, more than that, I don't know, but when are we as American citizens going to really take it out on the people who are responsible for this? And that's the Democrat Party. When are we going to put our foot down and say enough is enough? When are we going to make moves to stop this? And it's the Democrats it's the Democrats that are at fault. Like this mayor of New York, who on one hand was running and says, oh, New York will always be a sanctuary city. Let them come. And many of the Democrats have said the same exact thing. As a matter of fact, Martha's Vineyard, not so many years ago, said that. And that's the, a stronghold for many of these very wealthy Democrats. And they go and they, they buy a big house there. And that's their vacation home and all of that. Yeah, we're a sanctuary city. Not thinking everybody, anybody would ever be made there. But when they sent a busload of these illegal migrants 
to Martha's Vineyard, the people of Martha's Vineyard freaked out, flipped a gasket, and rounded them up and sent them back faster than you can say, uh, I don't know, you can say anything, Martha's Vineyard. (laughs) And they were very angry at that. But I thought you were a sanctuary city, you wonderful liberals, that you soft-hearted, wonderful liberals. I thought that you were a sanctuary city. I thought you had a real passion for them, and, and you just wanted to take care of them and help. Well, they absolutely lied, which most liberals do. It's all feel good. And when no, when it no longer felt good, they were ready to scrap the whole thing and send these people packing, which they did. Same thing's happening in New York. This feel-good mayor, oh, we're just going to feel good and take in all these migrants. Not imagining for a moment that it was going to be so much, it was going to completely drown that city in debt as they tried to make sense of this and help these people. And now... Even these border cities run by Democrats who have helped create this to begin with is saying this is too much. Uh, Let's put them on buses and send them everywhere else but here. I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, maybe we should just get rid of the Democrats before we concern ourselves with how many migrants have come here illegally and what it's doing. Uh, Maybe we should get, get down to the root. I always believe in getting down to the root. You see, because if you have a tree, let's say you have a tree that every year produces bad fruit and you want to get rid of the bad fruit, you go pick all the bad fruit off. Next season comes along filled with bad fruit again. So you want to get rid of the bad fruit, you pick it all off. And then the next season filled with bad fruit again. So you go pick off all the bad fruit. And after every, you know, picking, if you will, and you clean that whole tree up of all the bad fruit, you sit back and you think, I did a good job because I got rid of the bad fruit. Well, the biggest problem is you still have a tree that's producing bad fruit. Get rid of the tree. How do you get rid of a tree? At the root. Go for the root. Find the real problem. Find the real problem. You see, we can get in there. We can get buses. We can get planes. We can get uh, whatever we need, trains. We can round up all the people that are here illegally, put them on buses and send them back. But if we have at the root of this whole problem, a group of people that are creating the problem to begin with, i.e. Democrats, we should stop worrying so much about the fruit and now get down to the root. We destroy the root and the rest takes care of itself. Let's stop voting Democrat, ladies and gentlemen. Let's stop voting for a party of the destruction of American people and the destruction of people in general. Let's stop voting for a for a party and a system that just only sees us as numbers and political pawns. Let's get rid of the party that doesn't see the people in the south, south of us as real human beings needing the resources to make their life better. Um, instead of seeing them that way, the Democrats see them as political pawns to be used in a political game. And that's all they are. And that's all you are. And that's all we are to the politician, the Democrat politicians. Stop voting Democrat. Then that's how you basically take care of the root or close that door, so to speak. Then we can go deal with the rest of the issues and problems at hand. And I am not against, um, I am not against helping the people south of our border. I think we should, but in a real world way that's beneficial to them and to the American people. There's ways of doing it. Ladies and gentlemen, there are ways of doing it. And if not, just do a little research. In World War II, we devastated Japan with two nuclear 
bombs, brought that nation to its knees, one of the most wealthy and powerful nations on the planet at the time. We brought them to our knees, which is two bombs. But what America did afterwards is we went in there and helped them rebuild. And Japan today is stronger than it ever has been, healthier than it ever has been, and our ally that has not only benefited Japan, but has certainly benefited us because we did it at least that time the right way. We took care of business, put a stop to the war on that end. And then when we rebuilt, we showed kindness, compassion. We helped them rebuild, but it was like this. We're going to help you rebuild. We're going to pour a lot of money into this country, but we're going to get something out of it. And we still to this day, have a great relationship with them and get something powerful out of that relationship after we devastated them. Well, the nations south of our border in, in many ways are devastated. They can use our help in a similar manner the way Japan needed our help after World War II. So ladies and gentlemen, there's always an answer. There's always an answer. So the way they're doing it in Ukraine, garbage, wasting our money, corrupt, corruptly, in a corrupt manner, instead of building up a, a nation that can help us. So ladies and gentlemen, what's the answer to all these? What's the answers to the world's problem? Stop voting Democrat. Thank you for choosing Table Flippers Podcast. To find our merchandise page, go to gwcclancaster.org. Then find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and it'll take you right there. Until next time, have a fantastic day. Say goodbye, Chippy.